Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Final hour of this morning's uh, Richmond Morning News, hosted by John Reed, and that will be the case on uh, Monday morning. Karen Michael will be back in the chair tomorrow morning to host the Friday edition. Uh, We're expecting to hear from Congressman uh, Bob Good here momentarily about the situation in Washington and things that are going on, uh, primarily with the uh, supplemental appropriation bill for Israel, Ukraine, and uh, possibly... uh, reinforcements at the border and we we do have the congressman on the line congressman uh we appreciate your time know how busy you are thanks for calling great to be with you thanks for having me absolutely uh now be be nice to me i am a constituent of yours i live in goochland county and uh, just being candid i i was a delegate to the convention and my wife and i supported your nomination uh, and election to congress so we're not only well, i appreciate that well so, thank you uh but great great to be with you special guest uh, before we get to finances, let me just ask you, I was just curious, uh, the George Santos expulsion, were, mm-hmm. were, you, were you for that? No, absolutely against it. Uh, I think it's a dangerous precedent that's been set. Uh, you know, never before have we expelled a member that wasn't either directly a participant in the uh, Civil War in the Confederacy or had been convicted of a crime. And while George Santos has been accused, and I certainly won't try to defend whatever he's been accused of and whatever legal fate he may ultimately suffer, I thought it was a very dangerous precedent to kick out one of our members. I've I've not called for any member to be expelled from Congress. I believe it's up to the people of their respective district to make that determination. But I have seen uh, one or two other incidences where there's been some ethical questions or accusations or situations where a member's been able to just declare, hey, I'm not running again, and they've kind of quietly faced in the background and served the remainder of the term unless they resign. Uh, but in this case, we've got this presumption of guilt uh, without due process legally. Uh, if he were to be convicted in a New York court of whatever these uh, allegations are against him, then that automatically requires them to be moved from Congress. So I, I don't understand why there's this this rush to pronounce uh, consequence as a, as a body, and I, I think it sets a dangerous precedent where other members will be pursued for expulsion yeah. in a way that hasn't ever happened before. No, I, uh, I agree with you 100% and glad you feel that way, because I, I, I would, too, say the voters need to make that determination. Although, if we're going to start throwing out some members, I have a few Democrats I would uh, probably be willing to list, but that, that's another subject. Well, but 
and, and I would add to it, though, some of the same folks who voted to expel him on the Republican side have not been willing to hold accountable uh, Joe Biden from the impeachment standpoint or Secretary Mayorkas or Merrick Garland or Chris Ray, But they're sure quick to kick out uh, George Santos. And uh, And, uh, the, the question is, on the Senate side, you got Bob Menendez that looks to be a very similar situation and nothing's going to happen there. But let's go to the subject of the day, the uh, president's supplemental bill. You know, I know at one time the speaker was talking about separating Israel from Ukraine. Where where does all that stand? And uh, do you think any of this will get done before the end of the year? Well, the speaker actually did do that, just what you suggested. And one of the things that's so wrong with this place is we'll take, you know, different competing interests or different things that people might want to support and put them all together and try to force you to sort of choke it all down, even if you only support part of it. So the president and Senator Schumer and the Democrats, uh, Senate Democrat leader, what they want to do is have a $106 billion uh, supplemental, a, a big package together that has support for $60 billion for Ukraine, uh, money for Taiwan, um, uh, money for other humanitarian assistance, even for Gaza or Hamas, think Hamas, uh, and, and other uh, uh, disaster relief, and, and $14 billion of which is support for Israel. And what, they, and what they're saying, oh, you've know, you got to vote for all of it together, and we're not going to pay for any of it. It's supplemental, which means it gets added to the budget, further exacerbating our $34 trillion in debt and our $200 billion monthly deficit. And the Speaker courageously, just a few weeks ago, said, no, we're going to vote on Israel as a standalone in the House, $14 billion for Israel. We're going to require it to be paid for, which never happens, and we're going to take it from the expansion of the IRS that Biden had with his Inflation Increase Act last a year ago where you had the 87,000 IRS agents hired to the tune of $80 billion. And no, we're going to cut $14 billion from that to pay for Israel because even though I support Israel strong, very, very strongly, and I want to give them the aid that they need, but Israel is not bankrupt as a country the way we are, so we shouldn't borrow to do it. Let's cut from some of the other reckless, wasteful spending. But Schumer and we did not take up that $14 billion standalone that was paid for. We got 12 Democrats to join every Republican in the House to, pay, to, to pass it. And instead, he and the president are trying to say, no, we need to pass this $106 billion package that has a $92 billion that has nothing to do with Israel. And I'm hopeful and, and certainly encouraging Speaker Johnson to hold the line here and, and not, not, to, not to cave to that. Now, there's going to be a lot of pressure in that regard. Uh, do you think the House will hold strong? Certainly hope so. You know, past history is not an indicator of of courage in this or, 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 or conviction in this body. Certainly, we're trying to change the mold. We're trying to change how Washington works. That's the reason for some of the battles that I've been uh, in in my first three years here in Washington. Uh, but, but Speaker Johnson is, uh, we're, we're encouraging. Hey, we've already passed the board for Israel. The Senate can pass it today. They can get that fourteen billion in aid. It's paid for. It won't further exacerbate our debt situation. It's going to reduce the expansion of the IRS, which shouldn't have been done anyway. Uh, and, and frankly, Senate, Senator Schumer, if you want to uh, talk about uh, aid for Ukraine uh, to help secure their border, then you've got to pass H.R. 2, the border security bill that we've already passed the House with that would put into codify into law the strong border policies that President Trump was executing as a, as a president through through uh executive action. This would codify those in the law. And let's pass that in the Senate and let's show measurables and metrics that, that demonstrate you're willing to secure the border. It's happening or we're not going to support uh, additional aid to, uh, for Ukraine. Well, you know, after the first of the year, you have those two continuing resolutions that were supposed to give you time to pass the appropriate various appropriations bills. 
How optimistic are you that that will happen? Well, I voted against those for two reasons. One, they kept in place the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer policies and uh, spending levels that are bankrupting our country and destroying our country uh, from, from just harmful policies as well as reckless, wasteful spending. And number two, Congress needs the pressure of the calendar to do its job. And so, you know, what, uh, my fear, my concern was if we relieve that pressure with this continuing resolution, then we won't pass the spending bills. And we had momentum. We passed seven. The Senate had only passed three. And now since this last CR was, was done, this continuing resolution uh, to, to January 19 for part of it and February 2 for the other part, we haven't passed any spending bill since we did that. And so I think that's a terrible mistake. That's why I was against it. And uh, I'm continuing to try to pressure and persuade Speaker Johnson to do what we said we would do, which is cut our spending. We've got to be the first Congress in many years that actually reduces spending from the previous year. And let's have these standalone spending bills where we're on record voting up or down. Uh, on on the bills, we can't package them together like the Democrats did uh, last year, and like has been done many many times before. What's called an omnibus, you know, thousands of pages that nobody gets to read. Uh, that would be a disaster for the country. Yeah, my suggestion is uh, pass the defense appropriations bill and then take your sweet time on the rest of it. Agreed, <laughs> agreed. That's what we wanted. <laughs> That's what we wanted to do. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, listen, and, uh, and, and actually, well, go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, yeah. What we, what we need to do, right, pass our bills and then put the pressure on the Senate. Uh, to, they get to decide whether to shut down the government or take up the bills that we've passed. And, we, and then there's negotiation on what's called a conference committee where you, there's some give and take. We ought to be able to get some of our priorities as we control the House majority. We can't continue to cave and end up with what the Democrats want, which is what has happened historically when Republicans have had the majority. Yeah, it's all about leverage, and that would be a good way of, right. uh, of gaining some for uh, your part of the government. But at any rate, uh, Congressman, thanks for your time. Thanks. Merry, Thank Merry you. Christmas to, to you, you. your Christmas. staff and family, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be a visitor to WRVA well, again bless. soon. Hopefully I'll see you in Goochland sometime soon. Abs- Thank absolutely. You. Take care. Congressman right, Bob bye. Good. All right, we'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.